Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am Winston Wittis and I am here today with an award-winning fiction author. He's also a newly best-selling non-fiction author. He's an expressionist, photographer, and an uncommonly raw explorer of the human condition. I've known him for some years now and I'm always impressed with what he's doing and a big fan of his nonfiction work. Please help me welcome Chris Wesley. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you doing? Doing well. Really? Fan- yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fantastic. Excellent. What are you, what are you uh, up to these days? I'm working on the second book in the Gospel of Wolves series of uh, fiction books. Sweet. And to complement that, I'm also creating a photography book, and that will also coincide with a photography show. Nice, nice. Now, you've been doing similar kind of things before, I know, where you've, you put on art shows and, and done art. Is this the, the same kind of thing? Or I know you're doing a lot more photography these days than, than you used to. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of an extension of what I've been doing. It's As I'm going through the process, I'm refining it more. And, you know, using the photography as prompts for what transpires in the books, you know, following different characters, giving you a completely different view of the world they're living in. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, one one thing I guess maybe for since uh, some folks may not be familiar with the the first book, would you mind giving us just kind of a little bit of a sample or because uh, it's it's really cool the way you. You, you know, you're you're what most people probably haven't heard of, or maybe you know I hadn't heard of, uh, is a transmedia artist, right? You're creating art that is it's not just a book or an art show or a photography book. It's it all ties together, right? Yeah, probably one of the easiest, best known examples of transmedia would be Star Wars, mm. where you can watch the movie. And if you want to just stop there, you can stop there. But if you want to delve deeper into that universe or story world, you can also read books, you can watch cartoons, and all the characters and the storylines, it all works together into you know this larger world where when you invest in a character, you get a better sense of, I don't know, they just feel more alive. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing. So if people who just want to read the book, they get a complete story with the book. But if they want to delve deeper, they can find out, you know, through some of the, with the photography. And I do story cards, which are cards that extend the storyline, takes you behind the scenes with different, well, with other characters, so that you get a, broader view of what's actually transpiring in the book and didn't you do a music video for that was actually one of the characters bands in the story i've done a couple experimental videos that kind of serves as prequels 
Uh, actually, one serves as a prequel. Another one is just an experimental short that takes you into the mindset of the character. Mm. That's awesome. That's cool. And so how long have you been working on transmedia? Or in I've, transmedia, I guess you say. Well, I've been developing this for about five, well, actually now it's about seven years. Mm. I've been developing the world and the characters and the storylines for about five years prior to putting out the first book. Prior to putting out Gospel of the Wolves? Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah. Cause, um, okay, so how long ago did you and I meet? I've been trying to figure that out. It was at, it was through Tim's, one of Tim's events, Tim Sweeney. Yeah, and I believe it was actually one of the ones he held in like, Tarzana or something. I yeah. think that was one of the first times I saw you, and then after we saw each other at the actual conferences. In, the, in Vegas, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, and then... Yeah, so it was it was at maybe Jane Jane's house that uh, we met, or did we meet at one of his conferences for the first time? I think it was Kathy Siegel Garcia. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so how long ago do you think that was? Oh, it has to be. Let's see. Maybe about five. I don't know, maybe five, eight years? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what range I was at. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of a big gap, but I guess not really. But it's like, <laughs> it could have been down too much more than that. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell anymore. Because <laughs> so many things have been, trans so many things have transpired. And honestly, you know, the way, he, you know, the conferences for a while, you know, when they were yearly, uh, it was easier to keep up, and then as yeah. things became a little bit more fragmented when his health started failing, yeah. um, it, I don't know, it, it, things just got a little a little different with that, and he started mm -hmm. doing more of the individual events um, mm -hmm. in, on top of doing the conferences. Yeah. But, but actually, now that I think about it, out of the peak, out of the... Those events that he did, I believe you're one of the few, if not the only ones, that I've actually stayed in touch with. Hmm. That's cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You, you ever, uh, the Chris or um, Phil or any of those, but Ta, Cooley High? I'm sorry? I said, do you ever stay in touch with, like, Tom from the Bush or Quilly High or Chris Valentin? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in touch with quite a few. Uh, but, you know, all of them I met at the conference. The thing is about oh. the conferences that he did was there was a greater sense of unity mm. there. It's like he kind of curated who he allowed to those conferences, people mm. who were more willing to, you know, work with, Mm -hmm. other artists as opposed to treating other artists as competition. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, you know, you fit that mold, but a majority of the people who came to those little individual events didn't. Ah, interesting. Okay. Hmm, crazy. Cool stuff. Yeah, Tim, Tim was quite... 
quite an awesome bringer of you know togetherness like the very good you know social flow guy in the sense that like you said he curate curated who was there people that fit his his spirit of cooperativeness you know that's really cool yeah he was a community builder hmm. and mm-hmm. ironically that's actually one of the things that it's at its heart that's really what is behind the title, The Gospel of Wolves. Mm. It's finding the pack that you belong in. A lot of people hear the title and they think in terms of, you know, is this a religious book Mm -hmm. or is this about, you know, the idea that wolves are always evil and mean. Mm -hmm. But the actual concept is The Gospel of Wolves is doing... basically behaving in a way where you find the pack that you belong to and you do what's best for the pack. The, right. The problem is finding that pack. A lot of people don't really understand who they are. They don't know themselves. They know who society tells them they should be. They know who the television tells them they should be. And they don't. many people don't find the people who they really belong with because they're looking outward to find the kind of information they really need to be looking inward to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And you said something too that was, I thought was interesting because you were talking about you know this idea of a pack and I know you did um, another book. It was like a poetry book called uh, Pack Animals. Right. Yeah. It, growing up, um, you know, the idea of belonging was a really big deal to me. Yeah. Uh, when I lived with my dad, I was always being separated from people. You know, um, I was a middle child in my dad's marriage to my mom. I was the middle child, and when they divorced, my mom took my younger sister and my older brother, and then left me with the abusive dad. Mm. And then he married someone else, and she had three kids, and I got along really well with those three kids. But even then, um, my dad would separate me from them. You know, we'd go on vacation, and literally in the middle of the vacation, he would take me elsewhere, and my stepmom and step-siblings would be in another place, literally like different hotels. Wow. And, you know, so the idea of belonging was, is, has always kind of been a big deal to me. Um, although I kind of reacted differently than most people would expect. Instead of me, you know, becoming more clingy, mm-hmm. I actually found independence because, you know, eventually I figured out that, hey, you know, I'm able, none of these, you know, being by myself doesn't bother me. And, you know, disappointing people, you know, I was kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. And so being by myself didn't bother me. And when people rejected me for being whatever, it didn't hurt as bad. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, you know, really look inside myself, figure out who I am. And then from there, find the types of people who I belong with, the the pack that I belong to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as, as bad as the, those early years 
were, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they, they were easily as bad as they sounded. But you know, I managed to turn it into a positive, and I think that's one of the things that's you know, it's an important thing in life. It's an important skill to be able to take the things that happen to you and try and find the positive spin regardless of how hard it is to find that positive spin. You talk about like where you belong and finding finding out, but also you could have gone the other way where it would have been you know, you you'd be clinging to any kind of relationship or any kind of any kind of fitting in, but the the fact that you were able to overcome that and overcome the the need to allowed you to kind of be who you are and actually find the real connections and where you really belong. Would you agree? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I like the idea of stories that continue over the course of time. That way, you know, I can write characters that are multidimensional. You know, they can start one way, you know, someone who starts off as a hero further down the line may possibly be a villain, depending on how they react to the circumstances of what, you know, what happens to them Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So, you know, the readers, they never quite know what may come next. You know, there are certain shows that I, I loved Um, To me, I think we're in this golden age of television with so many serials. But, you know, some shows, they're like dependent. Like, I really like Nurse Jackie, but the the show was dependent on her being an addict and her falling off the wagon. Mm. You know, as opposed to, say, a Game of Thrones that has multiple lead characters. So they're never stuck. Right. You know, right. there's there's always something to keep your attention going, keep you wondering what may happen next, because at no point are you dependent on a single character even surviving. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it gives you a lot of a lot of space to work with, a lot of flexibility. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because you know, as, as you know. For yeah, having exactly. read the book, you <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. know, <laughs> bad things happen to these people. Yeah, you know? like, well, wait, I like that person. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. and I, I think that's, you know, in all, in all honesty, it's part of life. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. And I, I think that's the drama in the stories, mm-hmm. where people can read these characters. And follow the story, and it feels real. It feels yeah. like this this could be them or it could be someone they know. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting that you say that because, I mean, I don't really read very much nonfiction, you know. Or, I'm sorry, I, I read only primarily nonfiction. But, oh. it, I, you know, it's very rare that I read any kind of fiction. If anything, it's just like, yeah, I just rarely do. But with your books, it, it, it's got it's got that quality where it's like it's almost like you're reading um, a biography on someone like that's really cool or did some really cool thing, you know, in the music industry and like 
it's 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 very realistic even though it's fictional because i think but also you i mean you draw on your own life experience right i mean so it's like it does kind of it you it you bring it to a, you bring parts of yourself into it and it is kind of very realistic where you can get sucked into it and you kind of forget you're reading a fiction yeah you know? oh yeah i i purposely wrote it so that it feels like a memoir Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the word. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't begin, you know, when characters are three year old, three years old or four years old. You know, it, it begins at the point where they're at the cusp of, of trying of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And all they got to do is get over a suicide. Mm-hmm. Figure out whether you're really going crazy. Now there's, or you know, how do you react if you wake up and find out you've been drugged and tarred and feathered? Yep, that that was quite an intense. The whole the whole energy around that whole where it even got to that point. Yeah, that was crazy. It's an intense guy. You got so yeah so. Um, I'm and I'm on your website too while we're talking and just because like I haven't checked it out um in a, in depth in a while and it looks freaking amazing and you got some of your pieces on here on the slider that are just really nice and uh so it's in case you guys are wondering it's www.chriswesley.com and it's w-e-s-l-e-y.com and it's really worth checking out because he has so much cool stuff on here and you know his art his the books and the books are really good like the the gospel of wolves is a super fun read and really deep and you can follow it out of the book and into uh, a card like uh, uh, what do you call them chris the card with the the like added story about the characters okay because you know i still kind of enjoy things in the analog world yeah. I've created bookmarks that it has a piece of art in the front. So if someone doesn't really want the analog, the paper book, if they prefer it on Kindle or on the Nook, you know, they can just take this card and they can stick it up on their wall or whatever. And on the back of it is a little flash fiction with a link that takes them behind the scenes. So, like the most recent, um, I call them story marks as opposed to simple bookmarks. Uh, the most recent one, Smoke Signal. If you read the book, you know someone gets shot. And if you follow that story mark, you understand that the person that got shot, this had to do with an initiation for an artist to become part of a record label. Depending on the damage that they do, they get better points on their deal. So there's this whole backstory, you know, that even goes deeper than that, uh, that you learn about a producer that's actually producing someone else and how it affects the character that gets shot, you know, there, there are all these ties. 
that are layered in the book, and you, you can tell that there's stuff going on, you know, just bubbling beneath the surface. And these ex, the story extras, like following the link from the story mark, shows you some of what's actually bubbling beneath the surface, and it kind of guides you into knowing some of the future conflicts that are coming up in future books. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, it's really fun to to see it transcend just the book and see, you know, these pieces kind of they're like little little puzzle pieces in 3D. Like, you know, it's not just the book now, it, it can be on your wall and oh, then you're on the site and you see one of the the video. Do you have any of the videos on your site? Because I remember I, seeing it, you posted it, I think, on Facebook. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was an email you sent that yes. had a picture. That was awesome. How, what are you doing with, like, what was that? And uh, what are you doing? Are you are you doing anything kind of along those lines right now? I'm focused mostly on, you know, getting the second book together and the extra pieces that'll, that, will complement that. Uh, not so much with video now. Uh, doing some more with music. So actually, when you follow the latest story mark, the one entitled Smoke Signal, mm-hmm. what it does is it there are six flash fictions that take you through this arc of the producer Gloon from the book. Mm-hmm. So in the book, Gloon is just a secondary character, and you kind of you think you get a sense of him, uh, but these flash fictions tell you take you a lot deeper into what this guy is about and what he's really after. And part of those flash fictions are actually clips, audio clips. So you get introduced to new artists, new music artists from the Gospel of Wolves story world. Yeah. So what I'm focused on now, not so much video, but the expressionist photography that serves as prompts, it kind of gives you a visual of what's going on in the story world. Mm-hmm. And that complements the book and the, well, yeah, the visuals that complement the book and vice versa. So there, all of these things, the music, the visuals, and the books, they all kind of bounce off of each other. Yeah, that's really, really cool. It's awesome. And so and you have a show coming up uh, not too far away, is that right? With this new, that's going to be, is the art show parts of, parts from the art book, or is that... How do those two work together? Still figuring that one out. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, the next phase will, will be coming in towards, I'd say towards late um, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are just so many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Well, so Chris, if people want to learn more about what you're doing, catch up with you and see your art, read your books, 
where can they learn more about you? At chriswesley.com. It's C-H-R-I-S-W-E-S-L-E-Y.com. And are you on, I mean, I know you're on Facebook, but are you pushing people there at all or to follow you on any kind of social media? Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Chris Wesley Live. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day, Chris, to to join me here on the show. And I know our listeners hopefully enjoyed everything because it's, you guys got to see what he's doing and read his stuff. It's really, really good. He's got a way with words that it cracks me up. I don't know. If, I don't. I mean, not all of some of it's like just freaking crazy and cool. Um, yeah, like <laughs> we were talking about you know, characters you fall in love with and then it's like you realize they're not really as important to the whole thing as you thought they were because they're gone <laughs> the next page. Um, but it's it, it, it's very cool. And and some stuff it's like I laugh so hard and it's I, I don't know if it's just because I know your voice and like I hear you saying it and like <laughs> or if it's just like it's just I mean, I'm sure it's funny either way, but I wonder if it's extra funny because, like, I know the way you, your delivery, I guess, like, you, it freaking cracks me out of place. So, <laughs> um, but I appreciate you coming on the show, Chris, and uh, to all of our listeners out there, until next time, my friends, be flowing.